Come gather round the campfire and hear our ghostly tales of chilling terrors, darkest woes, and anything that goes bump in the night. So cuddle up with your best friend or dare it alone. The darkness is closing in and spirits are calling your name. This is Fireside Phantoms. Halloween is coming soon, and so I wanted to give people the opportunity to make their Halloween plans. So what I did was I looked into uh, some creepy Airbnbs. Oh, yeah. And also some haunted real estate. You know what? That is... you, uh, Holly? Yes, Carol. I, I <laughs> <laughs> this keeps happening. Did you do the story or um, want to do the story? or was So the story? I was going to do scary Airbnb stories you were? for my story. And you didn't. You changed. I changed halfway through. <gasps> I researched it and wrote half a story and said, no, I'll do that next time. Oh, shit. Well, sorry. I gave up because um, we had a recommendation from one of our listeners. And oh. so I'm like, I better not put off our listeners, you know. It's their podcast, um, not ours, really. I stepped on your gotta, idea. Gotta cater to the listeners. That's right? funny that you uh, were going to do this Isn't one. that hilarious? That is weird. Well, we do share a brain, so that makes sense. Um, of course. Well, and it's also kind of a hot topic right now with vacationing and yeah, you know sure. people running out places. So I'm excited to hear what you came up well, with. Well, I bet you you're going to know a bunch of these then. For sure. Well, I'll pretend that I won't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So it's fine if you do. No, that's cool. And but, and you know my rating on Airbnb. No, what's your rating? I don't have one. <laughs> I just don't stay at them for that very been, reason. You've never stayed at an Airbnb? I don't think I have. Oh, really? um, wait. I've stayed at one in McMinnville, and it wasn't that great oh, of yeah, an experience. So, like, the hot tub gave us Giardia. Yeah. Because. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? It's like a disease where I was like the exorcist girl. Like, <laughs> I mean. You were peeing green, green pea soup, or you're throwing it up? I everywhere? was throwing it up Ooh. everywhere. And my husband still loves me. Oh, and that's good. Then he had his turn oh, the next God. day. So it was like, yeah, it was it was not a good experience. And you got um, it from the hot tub and not something you ate. Well, it wasn't a hot tub. It oh. was medium medium warm, and we think um, oh. it wasn't disinfected properly. Oh. And you know how when splashes happen in the hot tub oh. that you just you know probably yeah. get an, an infection or oh, bacteria yeah. or something. Yeah, what well, it wasn't cleaned thoroughly probably. So okay. we got out of it pretty quick though because you know. Did you leave a review? <laughs> no. You should. I should have. But I think that guy was trying to, honestly, I think he was trying to get it um, fixed for us because I said that was, you know, I'm looking forward to sitting in the hot tub. But um, when we got out there, we couldn't quite figure out how to turn it on. Oh. And so we don't know if like user error, we just couldn't get the jets to turn on yeah. or, and heat up, whether it's our fault oh. or whether he truly just didn't get it working or oh. maybe we blew a fuse oh. right away. Oh, It could have been a number of things. Yeah. It could even have been a demon haunted the <laughs> Airbnb. Let's go with that. Let's go with that. And wanted to make us very ill because a, it didn't want me staying the night there. It's a paranormal show. So I like that. Yeah, I think best. that's what really happened. Okay, good. So what we're going to talk about first are the creepy Airbnbs. Um, the first one I found was in York, England. 
Uh, it's an interesting Airbnb called the Madness Chamber, located next to the Trembling Madness Restaurant. You're nodding your head and smiling because you know it's what I'm going to say. Yeah. This haunted chamber is over 600 years old. It has uneven floors, narrow passageways, unpredictable plumbing, as well as a four-poster bed and everything you need to contact the spirits within. To get to it, you must walk down an unlit alleyway, which is a great way to start a haunted vacation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Always. Inside is a Ouija board on the coffee table and a ghost detector. <laughs> That's right. It also has a beware of ghost sign above the fireplace. So here you go. Everything's all set up for your haunted experience. It wants you to be scared. It wants you to be scared. The chamber includes a clawfoot tub in case the haunted shower sprays you down with blood instead of water. The cost to stay is $150 a night and it has rave reviews on Airbnb. And again, that is in York, England. Wow. So if you want to go to Europe and stay in York, we recommend that place. Uh, my second place that I found is in Preston, Connecticut. It is called Captain Grant's Historic Bed and Breakfast, and it's the perfect place to go in search of ghosts. In fact, one of the owners wrote a book about the ghostly help she received in renovating the 268-year-old home. Oh. It was built in 1754. You can even pick up a copy of the book entitled The Ghost of Captain Grant's Inn, in which she discusses many of her paranormal encounters. Apparently, there are 12 spirits that reside in the home, and if you book a two-night stay between Sunday through Thursday, you can receive a lesson in communicating with said spirits. Visitors to the inn have recounted stories of ghostly children playing marbles in the inn, objects moving on their own, and doors rattling. And to top it off, the inn is located between two very old and very creepy cemeteries. Ooh. One from the 1650s and the other from the 19th century. Prices range from $169 per night and up for the individual rooms or $1,250 a night for the whole house. Oh, wow. That's, oh, I was going to say that's, that's for the, the whole range. house. Okay. No, that's for the whole house. That makes yeah. sense. <laughs> so the next one is Richfield, Ohio. The Farnham Manor in Richfield, Ohio is fun, but unfortunately, it's closed. Oh. Um, the Farnham Manor, when they were open, would rent their land for you to camp on. The camping field was haunted by Emily, the granddaughter of John Farnham, the original homesteader. Emily drowned in the cistern in 1858. Other ghosts include Everett Farnham, John's son, who died in the upstairs bedroom of the manor and is still felt in the building. Objects move on their own, and many EVPs have been captured. The property is located close to the Cuyahoga Valley National Park. So if you're looking for something to do instead of ghost hunting, you can do that. But of course, it is closed now, so you really can't stay here anyway. But the reason I wanted to include it was because of how it was written up in the article I read from the Travel Channel. They suggested that the new trend in camping won't be glamping, but hamping. Camping in haunted places, which I think is brilliant. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, camping in a tent in the middle of the wilderness isn't scary enough. Yeah. Apparently. You need, you need some supernatural bullshit happening as well as bears and snakes and scary tigers that live in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> and scary other campers. Yeah. And serial killers. Yes. And everybody out there is out to get you. So the next place, of course, is in New Orleans, Louisiana. Heck yeah. Every every place there. 
is is haunted yes. pretty much. Uh, the Maison Vitry House of New Orleans, Louisiana, as a 3,700-square-foot Creole mansion. It was built in 1855 for Louise Vitry, who was a free black woman descended from Haitians who fled Haiti in the 1790s. She fell in love with a white man named Chile Bartholomew Corcel from New Orleans. And I'm saying it slowly on purpose because I don't know if I'm saying it correctly. We'll just call him Chile. Chile. Um, he built her the Maison Vitry house, and together they had five children. However, because of their racial differences, they were not allowed to marry. Um, uh-huh. And in 1857, however, there was a financial panic throughout the area. So a Chile, who was in debt, sued Louise for the house. Oh. Yeah, because they weren't married, so they didn't jointly own it, apparently. Um, so he won the initial case, but Louise appealed it to the Louisiana State Supreme Court, which ruled in her favor. So she retained the home. Go, Louise. Mm-hmm. So Louise eventually moved to New York, where she passed away. The house itself, though, is a fan favorite for Hollywood. They have used the home for various movies and TV shows, including the TV show American Horror Story, where the house stood in as the famous voodoo queen Marie Laveau's beauty salon, throne room, and her bedroom in a flashback scene. Oh, I remember that. The home was also used for a photo shoot for Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. For Details Magazine. The report on this house is that it's not haunted, but it's a great place to watch horror movies. <laughs> you can rent the whole house, which sleeps only seven, but they did not list the price. You have to email them for that information. But it is a cool house. And when you look at the photos, it's like very kind of everything's faded and old looking and kind of creepy. But the history is very interesting. The fact that they've used it in all these different TV shows and movies and stuff is kind of cool. It would be fun to go stay mm. somewhere that you have an attachment with because you like the movie that yeah. you watched yeah. or, or something, even if it wasn't haunted. Right. Like if it was featured like in Halloween. Right. Or yeah, it's kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, the next place is the Isle of Wight in England. Uh, the Isle of Wight is a beautiful location that attracts many visitors to it every year. However, what most tourists may not know is that the island itself is crawling with ghosts. Mm. Many considered the Isle of Wight to be the world's most haunted island. In fact, one journalist believes hundreds of ghosts haunt the area. At the St. Catherine's Lighthouse, three lightkeepers who died in World War II air raids are said to haunt the place through creepy noises. If you dare to find out, the cost to stay is $168 per night. Uh, the next place is Wake Forest, North Carolina. Uh, this home was built in the 1940s, and its builder, Reverend I.T. Stroud, would rent the rooms to Wake Forest college students. So it's now owned by his great-grandson, David. David claims that the home is haunted and that many friends and family and guests have experienced sounds of footsteps in the home, lights turning on at random, shadowy figures looming about, glowing orbs flying through the living room, and a music box that starts playing all by itself. Ooh, the music box mm. is scary. That's a new one. Yeah. He even offers a haunted tour, if you would like. At $68 a night, it's a very cute place if you happen to need a place to stay in Wake Forest, North Carolina. The next one is in St. Helens, Oregon. Oh, now if you need an excuse to come and visit me and Carol, you can stay in St. Helens, Oregon at the Bella Swan House from the movie Twilight. 
Oh, that's right. We saw that yeah. when we went to Halloween Town. You may remember a few seasons back, Carol and I went to St. Helens to celebrate their Halloween Town Festival because St. Helens was not only the stand-in for Forks, Washington from the Twilight series, but it's also the town used for Halloween Town from the Disney films. The owners of this famous house from Twilight have redecorated the home to mimic the way it looks in the film. And for only $400 a night, Carol, <laughs> you too can enjoy what it's like to sit at Bella's bedroom window waiting for a vampire to show up and bite your neck. Hey, that's so cool. Because I, I didn't think it was even open. Well, I, when didn't, we I didn't realize it. it was an Airbnb. I didn't either. Until I was researching. I'm like, oh, look at that. Yeah. Um, the home is in walking distance of the town of St. Helens, which also included various shooting locations from the Twilight film including the dress shop and the bookshop where Bella buys a book on vampires. If you are a fan of the Halloween Town movies, you should be able to see those locations as well or come in October when they have a massive celebration of all things Halloween. That's right. You see, book that room early because it's probably already I booked for this year. I looked on the Airbnb and I couldn't find when the next availability was. Oh. I'm sure there's a ton of Twilight fans who are trying to get in there. So. Yeah. All right, and so the next haunted, well, maybe haunted Airbnb <laughs> is in Los Angeles, California. And Carol, I guess there is money and magic. The great magician Harry Houdini once lived in a beautiful mansion on a five-acre estate in the Hollywood Hills. Oh. Clearly, this place was worth some dough. It includes caves and tunnels for you to explore and a water tank and pool where Houdini practiced his escapes. So cool. Yeah. The rest of the property is filled with gardens and, quote, nine levels for entertainment, meals, ceremonies, hours of hiking trails, and a natural three-story waterfall, end quote. What ceremonies? Like, what kind of ceremonies? Weddings and stuff like that. Oh, cer okay. yeah, like wedding ceremony. Yeah, wedding ceremony and okay, maybe I'm a religious ceremony or something. Sacrifices. <laughs> sacrifices, yeah. I mean, we are talking about scary Airbnbs. It gets rented out by Hollywood quite a bit, too, for movies and shooting locations and stuff. But if you decide to stay here, it's going to cost you. The cost to stay is $2,321 per night. Yowzers. Wow. It can sleep up to 10 people and boasts four bedrooms, five beds, and four and a half baths. So maybe get a group together and split up the bill. Yes. And you will be a believer in magic when your money just disappears. It disappears and never comes back. So those are some of those pretty fun um haunted airbnbs and i'm sorry i stole your story <laughs> no no mine mine's very different is it well, um, you can do it again next week then yeah mine is actual scary experiences that people have had staying oh, in airbnb definitely do that yeah definitely there was only one on there that you that was uh, yeah. similar yeah. okay good 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 we were on the same page then cool so the rest of this is about um very creepy real estate that's been put on the market <laughs> and this is fun because i got photos that i'll show you to go with it and then we'll of course put those photos Photos on to our media li links pages yeah. yeah links in our notes so you can see the photos yourself and play along or even our instagram account we can throw some photos up on that too because some of these pictures are kind of crazy the first one is in the town of Guildhall, vermont um, there's a very charming 2,190 square foot home. It was put on the market in 2020 for $149,000 and it was built in 1878 and has many features of that time period, including Victorian fixtures, hardwood floors, wood paneling, and large windows. 
Included below in the basement are seven prison cells, complete with bathroom facilities in each one, plenty of dirt and grime and creepiness to please any homeowner. <laughs> you see, this house was originally the jailer's house of the county of Essex. He literally lived above the town's criminals that were housed below. Ooh, why would you want to do that? I don't know. In 1969, the jail was no longer used, but the homeowners left it as is. The property even still has the jailer's office that is attached to the space. Oh my gosh. The home sold in February of 2021 for 150000 No word on what the new owners plan to do with their new jail cells. <clears throat> my next one is maybe one that you've seen, Carol, because I remember seeing this one when it came out. Um, it went viral. The, the posting went viral when it was posted for sale in February of 2021. The 2,116 square foot home in South Lake Tahoe, California was listed online with several photos showing its floor plan. It had five bedrooms and three bathrooms and was a bit dated, but nothing that a house flipper could not fix. However, it was the photos of the upstairs of the home that really freaked people out. Covering the rooms were several mannequins dressed up in sparkly party clothes and posed in various <laughs> positions. Kind of makes me think of Fox Hollow Farms. All, all mannequins are just freaky. I know. Whenever I see them, it's They're creepy. bizarre to me. Some yeah. of the mannequins were dancing or voguing, if you will, as they don't move on their own, at least not that we know of. <laughs> Some are just sitting in the room relaxing. Oh, they move, Holly, when you're not looking. <laughs> yes, they do. These unusual photos cause a listing to accumulate hundreds of thousands of views on the real estate website. Wow. According to the real estate agent, the owner collects mannequins and has at least 150 of them. So they made it into the photos. The creep factor of the mannequins did not stop the property from selling, though, for $550,000. There is no information if the mannequins were part of the sale or not. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to find out. I know, right? Uh, this next one, though, is really crazy. Um, this one I really like the best, I think, of all the creepy real estate listings I saw. Um, what strikes me about it are a couple of things. Number one, how clean it is. There are no knickknacks or any personal belongings anywhere. Well, that's like my house. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, there is no color in the home other than black, white, and gray with an occasional deep red throw pillow. Oh, and let me tell you, it really pops in this place. And number three, it really does look like a vampire lives here. A vampire who loves football. <laughs> a vampire who loves football. And Why football? Well, I'll tell you. In oh. Baltimore, Maryland, this 1,540 square foot house went up for sale in March of 2021. Whoever lived there was either a vampire or loves vampires because the house features black leather couches, dark gray carpet, a coffin casually leaning against the wall in the family room, a cobweb staircase banister, and a master bedroom with an octagon mirrored shaped room that also looks like a coffin, Carol, with the bed covered in black sheets, of course, snugly tucked inside of it. The house also features black church pews and pictures of ghosts, demons, and guillotines hanging on the walls. Outside, it's even better, with fake headstones sticking out of the yard, <laughs> giant cobwebs, and signs that say cemetery and crypt on the house. Oh, the wow. only other paraphernalia in the home was framed football jerseys, also in the colors black and silver. Seriously, there is no color in this house. It is very clear that the person who lives here was very clean, into vampires and horror, and loved the Oakland Raiders. Or was colorblind. Or was colorblind. <laughs> 
So, um, then we have, this one is really weird. The Crime Scene House in Connecticut. This place um, is not a vampire's lair, and but it's certainly not what most people would want in their home. It's located in Avon, Connecticut. This home was actually an art project developed to reflect the work of Russian artist Wassily Kandinsky. Whoever that sure. is. Sure. The home is 2,949 square feet, so it's a pretty good-sized home. It was built in 1962 and has five bedrooms and four bathrooms. However, the artist added some unusual effects to the house. The interior of the home was filled with loud colors and odd decor. He used red paint to mimic blood smear patterns from crime scenes on the wall. Oh, the kitchen cabinets looked like someone took a large kitchen knife and scraped deep grooves into each of them. There is plenty of fake cobwebs and an entire wall of underwear fluttering in the dining no. room. <laughs> yeah. No way. Well, the house had been put on the market for dollars $1,185,000. $1, but strangely did not sell at that price. It dropped further and further down until it sold in 2001 for $243,000. Were, were they thong underwears or no. granny underwears? It sold, it went from 1.185 to 243 is what it sold for. So somebody. That's a huge loss. Was a little big for their britches here. But um, that yes. one is. And where was this located again? Uh, Connecticut. Avon, Connecticut. So oh. it's got a creepy outside vibe already. Yeah. And not very much a, like a 1970s looking home. Yeah, that looks like a murder house. Look at that. This is somewhere upstairs where he put fake spider webs everywhere. And this is an artist that kind of just did uh, this. Yes. Yeah, he ruined his house. Yeah, it's gross. Look at that. It's nasty. In no then, way. I don't know if there's a picture of the underwear in here, but I'll see. Wait, is that a piano? It Grand is. piano? Yes. Did he harm that piano? Yeah, I'm I, going to hurt him. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, it's... Oh, there's that's the underwear wall right here. Oh, that looks like books. I know. It doesn't look like underwear so much. But it's They're weird. folded underwear, people. He's very organized. <laughs> and then all this weird, creepy wood paneling bullshit and stuff. Like, who on earth would right. buy this? No. It's really bad. It should be on the market for the ugliest house it ever. It should be. It really Sorry, should be. Sorry, owners, but your house yeah. is very bizarre. Maybe they tore it down and started over. <laughs> so, and finally, um, one more home that I found was in Bellevue, Washington, just up the street. Uh, it went for sale in 2017, and it appears to be quite lovely. The 2010 square foot house has five bedrooms and a large flower garden. However, the house also has another creepy feature, Carol. Dolls. Oh, no, no. These no. creepy dolls live in the fireplace and in glass-locked cabinets watching every person who enters the house. And to top it off, the owners like to grow climbing plants in their home. So there's many wires all shooting around the ceiling with long green plant vines encircling around them. <laughs> this is awful. Like, it, what? why do they have the dolls in cases? Is it like Annabelle? Probably need they to. They be probably need up? to. And I why they are do. they in the fireplace? I don't know. Do they not like fires? I, like, it's Seattle. You need to have fires in the uh, winter in yeah. your fireplace. I know. It just screams for the potential to be an overgrown, abandoned doll refuge. However... I guess that was not to be, as it sold very quickly for $800,000. Let's hope the dolls and the climbing plants were removed for the new owners. And I'll show you pictures of that one. 
here are the climbing plants, you see. They're just kind of starting them out, right? Okay. And then there's the dolls. And then in here. <laughs> now the dolls have to go. And the and dolls, there's like, dolls, it almost looks dolls. like the, the plants are just like trying to be wallpaper. It just, but it just doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't look right at all. Anyway, you turn the computer, it no. looks terrible. It, the dolls especially. They're just awful. We don't have any close-ups of the dolls, but do we really need close-ups of the dolls? We don't need close-ups of the dolls. Well, thank you, Holly. Those were very interesting stories that you had there. Uh, I am going to be doing Haunted Galveston. I'm of the opinion. Rhinestone cowboy. (laughs) I'm I'm of the opinion that the entire city of Galveston, Texas, is haunted. To this date, the most deadly natural disaster in American history was the hurricane that hit Galveston, Texas, in the year of 1900 and killed between six to eight thousand people, with many more critically injured. Ouch. The entire city was affected and in some areas up to 15 feet underwater. Oh, boy. Most of the city did not evacuate, thinking they could just ride out the storm. Entire homes and buildings were swept off their foundations and into the ocean. So Galveston has had its share of war, devastating fires, disease. Let's not forget about the ruthless pirates. (laughs) So it's no wonder ghosts are seeking revenge. Yeah. Thanks to one of our listeners, Wesley. Thanks, Wesley, (laughs) for sending me the idea of this story, which is about a ghost in Galveston who really wants to be seen. Ewing Hall, which is a separate wing of the University of Texas Medical Branch, has a ghost haunting its building, the outside wall of its building. Okay. A strange face was noticed on one top panel of the outside wall. People who saw it were fascinated by the clear details of a man's face. And the face was drawing crowds. It was so creepy. The building owners decided to sandblast the face off the building. The university officials claimed the face appearing was just an effect of light and shadow, like a watermark feature common on a lot of sea-facing buildings. But just a short period later, though, the face reappeared on the building wall again, but this time on a square panel just below its original spot. Hmm. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Yeah. Once again, the face was sandblasted off the surface of the building, only to reappear once more in a new location. Weird, huh? Right above the entrance door. Okay. Some locals believed the face was that of a former landowner who wanted upon his death for his land to remain in the family and never be sold. But the children didn't respect his wishes and sold the land which was to become part of the medical center campus. This is just an urban legend, though, because Ewing Hall was built on a man-made accretion of piles of silt, which extended into the bay. Hmm. One researcher, though, who was working on a report involving a section of land just a short couple miles along the bay from Ewing Hall, was amazed to find that the land survey was in the name of William A. Wallace, also known as Bigfoot Wallace. Bigfoot Wallace. (laughs) Looking at pictures of Bigfoot Wallace, he suddenly realized that's the face on Ewing Hall. It looked exactly like the famous Wallace. 
According to research, a dispute supposedly kept Wallace from his earnings generated on his land. But the actual land where the medical school is located was never privately owned. Some still think this might be Bigfoot Wallace's billboard of claiming his stake anyway or showing his anger to everyone beyond the grave. <laughs> it's mine, bitches. You'll never get rid of my face. Never. You can, you can keep me from my money, but I will always stake a claim. That's right. It is rumored that the medical university is superstitious of the face moving locations again, fearful of it relocating and shifting one space down, gaining entrance through the door of the building. Because unlike vampire, ghosts don't have to be invited inside. <laughs> That's true. They can just show up whenever they feel like it. Crowds still try to visit the face, but the property has no trespassing laws around it. So it can only be viewed from the bay or through special invitation or permission from the school. Darn it. Yes. There are further superstitions that if someone stares at the face too long, they will lose their life or go missing. Ooh. I know. A medium who was interviewed regarding her thoughts on the face said she felt that a child died on the property. Children have gone missing around the area, but nobody really thinks it's because of the face. However, a nurse who tried to stare at the face while driving in 1992 lost her life. So listeners, beware. I would just do the looking backwards at the face through a mirror trick just to make sure. <laughs> Good idea. Now, do you like watching videos and pictures captured of Walmart's most interesting customers? Yes. Well, perhaps, Holly, the haunted seawall Walmart in Galveston will give you the photo opportunity of a lifetime. Okay. The Walmart is said to have been built on the former land that was once the St. Mary's Orphanage for Children. Many of the workers say the children haunt the store and can be heard laughing and crying in various departments. I do that all the time when I'm at Walmart. <laughs> there is one worker who thought a red balloon lost its helium and floated down from the ceiling during a weekend sale. But the worker took notice when the balloon kept following him all around the store, even after he put the balloon out of the way. Pennywise. I know. It's so scary. And it's red. It's a yeah, red balloon. That's a really scary. Another worker said the toy section will always be disorganized and toys rifled through after they had just perfectly arranged and stocked the shelves. Oh, that would be so infuriating. So a kid is looking for something. Must be. Must be. Entire pallets of toys have completely disappeared, only to be found later in the same spot. Oh. That sounds like fairies. Fairies do that. They always yeah. take things and then put it back. Gremlins. Gremlins do that too. <laughs> yeah. Many children did perish during the 1900 tragic hurricane. The orphan children were due to the loss of parents during the yellow fever, which ran rampant mm. in 1867. Mm -hmm. Yep. There were two separate buildings to house the boys and girls. On September 8th, 1900, as the storm progressed, growing in strength and winds, the nuns were worried that one of the buildings that had housed the boys would not weather the hurricane and made a decision to evacuate the children and nuns over to the girls' building. They continued to watch the waves getting higher and higher, eventually consuming the boys' dormitory and sweeping it out to sea. Mm. It was soon apparent the storm was also going to damage the other building. The nuns, desperate to account for all the children, started to tie themselves with a clothesline to as many children as they could. Oh, my God. Yes, but like the boys' dormitory, the girls' dormitory roof was ripped off. 
and debris came falling down, which trapped the rope underneath and drowned many of the nuns and children. Eventually, the whole dormitory was lost. There were 90 children and 10 nuns. All but three boys perished in the storm. The three boys who survived were saved by clinging to a downed tree. After the storm passed and workers tried to locate all the missing remains, the nuns were found still hugging many of the children in their arms. Because there were no family, the deceased were buried in the ground right where they were discovered. Walmart in Galveston is built very close to the former area as there is a sign which commemorates the loss of the orphanage nearby. Oh, boy. The store closes their doors at midnight and opens them at 6 a.m., unlike many of the other 24-7 hour locations. It's a good thing, too, that they aren't open like the other 24-hour locations because after midnight, the cash registers seem to have issues. Hmm. Yeah, people stealing from them. No, No, they just can't get them to work properly. Hmm. And then there's also the staffing problem where, according to Michelle Thibault, who worked there in 2017, it's a difficult problem of keeping and finding anyone who's willing to work the graveyard shift. Too many employees have gotten scared working the later shifts and have seen things they just can't begin to explain. Hmm. So if you are visiting Galveston, you may hear howling of phantom dogs. Thank you, Holly. There are so many legends regarding these eerie sounds. Some locals have relayed tales of feeling the nose of a dog or something hairy brush against them Hmm. when they're sitting outside at night. Others say the air smells like wet dog. Did a lot of dogs die in this hurricane? I don't know. Probably. Everything died. I bet the cats got away. Why would you think just the cats got away? Because the cats are, you know, they can run faster. What are you saying? Were you going to say smarter? (laughs) Smarter. The cats can tell when a storm is coming. They just go and they take off. There is a supernatural pack of black dogs that reside around Stewart's Mansion in an area about 100 feet from the gates called Lafitte's Grove. It is the place where the Battle of Three Trees were fought between Lafitte's pirates and the Karankawa Indians, who were fierce fighters and feared to be cannibals. There are also reports of seeing the pirates, hearing gunshots and cannons, along with piercing screams as if a battle is still being fought. Hmm. It is told that the dogs belong to the pirate King Jean Lafitte. Jean Lafitte. They were bred and trained for hunting men and animals. Mm. These dogs are witnessed as shadowy black, much larger than most dogs, having demonic red glowing eyes. Mm, Like the hounds of hell. Like the hounds of hell. It is said that the dreaded pirate Lafitte made a pact with a voodoo queen and named these special dogs Campeche devil dogs. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) The pact was cursed to hunt the pirate's enemies for all eternity. If anyone had a drop of ancestral blood, the dogs will sniff it out and bring death to the living. Mm. Well, I guess I'm not going to Galveston yeah, yeah, babe, maybe I have no idea it. who I'm related to. <laughs> <laughs> the dogs are also said to roam near the ruins of the pirate's former palace, Maison Rouge. If you ever see, smell, or hear these dogs and feel a brush of them on your leg, it is a very bad omen. Oh. It will bring you terrible misfortune and death. 
There is a chain-linked fence with barbed wire guarding the ruins of Maison Rouge. A second home was built on top of the former home and called the Twelve Gables, but it also was destroyed during a hurricane, Carla, and all that is left is the foundation. Maybe the fence was later erected to deter treasure hunters from digging in the area hoping to find Jean Lafitte's rumored buried treasure. Yeah. Many ghost hunters have seen orbs flying overhead ranging from bright blue, red, and yellow. Hmm. There are many photos taken by visitors who have captured these odd lights on their cameras. The locals say it is such a common occurrence, they don't really fear it when they see the orbs flying around. Lafitte burned his home down in 1821 when he was commanded to leave the United States. Some say he also cursed the grounds for any future building and left his hellhounds behind when he sailed to settle in the Yucatan. There is one amazing building, though, that keeps surviving storm after storm. The Bishop's Palace, formerly known as Gresham's Castle. Gresham's Castle? We have a Gresham here. We do. Hmm. I wonder if it's named after this Gresham. Maybe they're brothers. (laughs) Maybe. This home was built for Walter Gresham, his wife, and nine children in 1892, and is located in the East End Historic District of Galveston at 1402 Broadway. Walter Gresham was a railroad magnate, and his Victorian residence is perhaps one of the most photographed and haunted homes in America. Walter also was later an attorney and politician. He was one of the highest paid attorneys in the state of Texas. The home is an architectural wonder, taking six years to complete, consisting of steel and limestone, making the structure endure over time. The mansion barely sustained any damage during the great 1900 hurricane. It was a refuge for over 200 people who fled to it during the great storm. It has over 9,000 square feet. Wow. Beautiful stained glass windows. Big house. And many staircases. Yeah, one of the fireplaces is said to have been made entirely of silver. Wow. (laughs) The Greshams lived in the home until 1920. And apparently... They are still considering the home as their heavenly abode. Walter has been seen pacing back and forth down the halls and peering out windows when storms are approaching. Josephine, Walter's wife, had a heavy card box that held postcards and treasures from her travels. It still remains with the home and is seen opening and shutting on its own. How scary is that? Yeah, that's very scary. Josephine loved extravagant parties and would lovingly lay plush pillows on the staircases so drunk guests would not trip (laughs) and fall to their death. (laughs) She doesn't want me sued. (laughs) Yeah. Or maybe she just wanted them to sleep comfortably where they pass out. Right. Alan, where are you? Yeah, Alan. (laughs) Alan would have really loved this party. Get off the stairs, Alan. (laughs) The faces of all her nine children are carved into the cherubs decorating the ceiling and painted by Josephine in mural throughout the home. Wow. She's the artist. Yeah. Hopefully she's a better artist than the guy that painted your scary home on your story. <laughs> God, I know, right? After Walter's death in 1920, the mansion was purchased by the Catholic Church to house their local bishop, and hence why it's named Bishop's Castle. Oh, okay. It was rumored that Walter was a mason, and there were rituals done in the basement of the home. And now it's all coming together. He was a mason. Well, according to my research, Walter Gresham was, in fact, very opposed to secret organizations and did not belong to any of the fraternal orders so popular among the wealthy. They didn't ask him in. 
I don't want to be in your stupid secret club anyway. Yeah, they're dumb. They're dumb. I could just buy your whole secret yeah, club. So what dumb. does it matter? Yeah. You just are jealous of my super cool basement. Did you that see my thousand square foot house? I know. Do you have one of these bitches? I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> Go play with your secret Dungeons I don't and Dragons need, game. I don't need to climb the ladder in your secret society because you know what? I'm already at the top. That's right. Without you, suckers. <laughs> Perhaps the rumor started because of the aggressive nature of the spirit's activity in the home. Visitors have said they have felt their hair pulled and feel something push or hit them as they tour the place. I bet it is the Gresham boys being rowdy. <laughs> there were nine children after yeah, all. a lot of kids. The palace is now listed on the historical register and is open for tours. One post I read on the website hauntedplaces.org by John Strobin said he was driving by one night and noticed a lit candle floating inside the window by the front porch. He was a firefighter and was worried about the place having a fire. So he went back to take a look. And of course, no sign of seeing the lit candle. He also went to take the tour the following day, still unsettled by what he saw, and found nothing to indicate a candle had been lit. There has only been one death reported in the home, that of Bishop Byrne. His funeral was also held in the grand reception room of the palace. Some say the stairs in the servants' quarter especially make them feel ill. The stairs cause an uneasy feeling, but... Then again, it's perhaps because the giant mansion has no air conditioning. It would be very easy to become lightheaded climbing the stairs. Yeah. But let's just say it's ghosts. Okay. I like that. Better. I like that too. Tourists have taken many photos and discovered anomalies of shadows or strange lights once developed or viewed. The bishop's palace is also said to have perfume smell in certain areas of the house. Mistress. Mm-hmm. One visitor said her two-year-old son started crying and didn't want to walk any further, saying, there is a monster in the basement. Uh, so creepy. Huh. It said the third floor of the home was closed to tourists. Perhaps they were doing some restoration work. That floor is where Josephine's art room was located, as well as all the boys' rooms. And the activity was said to be heightened in that area. Hmm. Perhaps it's open now. I do know they offer full moon ghost tours. Ooh, oh, really? Mm -hmm. I wonder if all nine of their kids survived to adulthood. Because, you know, back in those days, it was always... Yeah, kind of iffy, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't read anything about their kids. I do think it's interesting that the home was purchased by the Catholic church. I, I find that very interesting. And um, I just find why they wanted such a large, beautiful mansion for their bishop. But I guess they have a lot of money to do that. I guess they do. And they want him to feel special. I'm not going to get all Dan Brown on everyone. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's our stories, guys. That's great. I like your Galveston stories. Thank you. Thanks, Wesley, for the recommend. Thanks, Wesley. The place is totally haunted. Yeah, it's so haunted. I love it. And just letting you guys know, too, for the next probably four weeks or so, we are going to be offline. Um, we have a short hiatus. Uh, we're going to be releasing some of our most listened to episodes, a re-release of some of our most listened to episodes. And then on Thursdays, we'll release some of our favorite episodes. So Halloween, Tuesdays are Halloween popular. Themed episodes and thursdays will be halloween uh, themed halloween episodes leaning episodes yeah. getting you guys ready for the big day coming up here in a couple of months great all right 
Thanks, you guys. Take we'll care. Have an you. excellent week. See you soon. Bye. Bye. I'm glad to be here. Well, thank you for coming and being a part of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm on. My, I know I'm on my way out of the door. I I see it no. coming. I see the flags. No. He literally, <laughs> I hate that word. So That one yeah. looks like me, Ooh. that last one. Do you want me to see if I can get it for you? No, I don't mm-hmm. want to double me. You can have it like just standing in I don't window. want a mannequin of me. <laughs> <laughs> it's located in Avon, Connecticut. I'm going to say that again because I just burped. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, all right. But according to my research, uh, yeah. So that <laughs> I'm getting delirious. It's too Don't late. pee yourself. <laughs> Holly, now what would make you think I would pee? I don't know. As the flames die down, do remain undaunted. Though all hitchhikers are ghosts and all dolls are definitely haunted. guys be sure to follow us on instagram our handle is at fireside phantoms if you have a spooky story you would like to share with us send it to firesidephantoms at gmail.com and you may hear it on a future episode